Whoop, whoop. Okay. I'm ready for this this time. Ready? Let's go. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Rainbows and Unicorns podcast. My name is Jesse Straham. I am your host. And this is the show where we, if we want to see the change, we are the change. Um, if you want to see change, you are the change. Be the change. That's what I'm trying to say. Words are words get hard midday, y'all. My brain injury is real. Um, let's let's rewind that. I'm gonna leave this on here so you have some entertainment, but we're gonna rewind that. What up? What up? What up? Welcome to the Rainbows and Unicorns podcast. This is the show where we talk about real life because life isn't always rainbows and unicorns. Shit happens. And if you want to see change, you've got to be the change. And that is what we're here to talk about today. Um, my name is Jesse Strawham. Make a straw you drink from, ham you eat. I'm the chick that's going to be talking on here. That's voice that you're going to be listening to. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, damn. Um, I don't know if I had said in the intro episode, but I do cuss. I think I did say that. So if you don't like cussing, don't listen. Um, I do ask one thing. I'm going to do my best not to ever run ads on here, but in order for that to happen, I need the show to grow, which means I need you to share the show. So if you gain value from anything that I talk about, I want you to go ahead and share that with a friend directly. Let them know what you gain from this, how they can benefit and help everything work out. But what's up guys? I'm glad to be here. Um, today I'm talking about why I decided to commit to 75 hard before going in for my second spinal revision surgery. So in March of late March of 2023, I went to transfer out of bed to get ready for work and I couldn't transfer. My back was kind of stuck forward like this while my torso was like this. And I was just kind of stuck in this hinged position in the middle of my back. And I'm like, holy crap, what's wrong? And I tried to lift up and it was a sharp pain. I'm like, well, that's not right. This isn't good. What do I do? Oh no, crap, uh, I'm fucked, I can't transfer. Because my legs don't work, I'm paraplegic. So uh, because my legs don't work, I was like, damn, how am I gonna like go to the bathroom and I can't, I can't even like transfer, I can't push myself over. So I like drag myself over in my wheelchair. I get on the toilet, it was completely difficult. Cathing was difficult. I have to cath to empty my bladder. Um, we'll dive into that another time. But I, I transfer to the toilet and I'm, I'm like, all right, we're here, cathing. I transfer back to my chair. It was literally like a slide. I, it, was, it was terrible. It was like a three-step transfer. Um, and then I'm like, all right, I'll take a cold shower and that will fix this. So I slide myself onto the shower bench. I take a cold shower and spoiler alert, it did not fix it. Um, I was still stuck, still in so much pain. I'm crying from the bathroom. And I like scream into my roommate, Brie, and I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just tell them I'm gonna be a few minutes late, but I'm gonna go to work. And she's like, you're not going to work, go back to bed. So I lay back in bed, text my doctor, and I'm like, hey man, um, can I get in for an x-ray? Do I need to go to urgent care? I don't know what's going on. I knew what was going on. My spinal fusion's broken on my back. So my doctor's like, oh, come in at one, we'll get you an x-ray, no big deal. So he gets me in, I get the x-ray, and as soon as he pulls that mug up, um, I'll like sh try and share it on here. I don't know if I'm able to, but as soon as he pulls it up, you see the two little broken pieces in the spinal fusion. And I was like, damn, cause this is my second time doing it. So I had a spinal revision surgery back in August of 2018 when I broke one of the rods in half. So only one was broken. The other one was fine. This time, both of them were broken. And after I visited the surgeon in May, he's like, well, 
you came in in 2020 and I was like, yeah, it's because my back was making noise and I wanted to get an x-ray to make sure the hardware wasn't broken because the last time it made a noise, the hardware was broken. And he's like, well, your back should never be making a noise. And I was like, the PA told me there was nothing wrong. It was normal. And he's like, well, there's a hairline crack under your previous revision right here. And there's this little crack under the previous revision that's been there since 2020. So what I think happened is that crack finally broke and then the stress over the next, you know, three years on the other rod finally broke that one. So now both of them are broken in half. So on August 22nd, I am scheduled to go in and get my spinal fusion fixed and get these two rods fixed. Now from March until I saw the surgeon in May, I stopped lifting weights. Um, I ate cleanish. I have fast tracked my food. I also went to Sweden during this time for a week, which is not an excuse, but I just didn't have good service. But I track my nutrition. I'm very, very in intentional and disciplined in this. But when I broke my spinal fusion, my biggest worry is like I'm in a back brace because my back is not even and or stable is what he used. And I'm like, well, if my back's not stable, I have sensation below my level of injury. So if it's not stable, am I going to lose that sensation? And he's like, oh, that's a good point. And he puts me in this back brace, the PA. This is the PA at this point in April. And then I'm like, well, can I still have sex? And he's like, well, you just lay there and took it anyways. I'm like, excuse me, good sir. That is far from the truth. So that's another topic we're going to talk about on this pod eventually is like paraplegic sex because we don't just lay there and take it. Sex with us is actually a good time, but that's a different topic for a different day. And I, I proceeded to educate him about that that day. <laughs> I let him know. Okay. And then um, he sends me on my way. I go to Sweden, go to Amsterdam, do what I do, come back in May, and I visit the surgeon. Now this time, this is the guy that's gonna be cut me open, replacing everything. So I, he goes in, he has a full plan. He's like, we're gonna put thicker rods in. Um, I need to avoid twisting, really make sure my back stays stable. So if I leave the house or I'm doing any physical activity, my brace is on. Like I'm not, I'm literally sitting in front of this camera right now. So I have no reason to wear the brace. But um, if I was like getting in the car or going upstairs or doing something, I would throw the brace on just to be safe um, so I don't damage my back further. So he's like, where am I putting this brace? And I was like, well, can I lift weights? And he said, yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Like, you want to lift weights? You know, go ahead. And I'm, I'm like, I can lift a barbell. He said, yeah. So whenever he gave me clearance to continue lifting, I was like, all right, we're going to lift. But I still wasn't like fully committed. And so the beginning of June... We went to First Form Summer Smash, which is like a fitness festival every year that First Form has. Um, it's really amazing. It's just literally a weekend of fitness and a good time and connection. Um, probably my favorite event of the year for sure. And I remember leaving and feeling empowered and like, if I want to see change in my life, like I have to be the one to commit to it. No one's going to show up and do the work for me. No one's going to do anything for me. Like I just have to commit to doing this. And so I texted Nikki Walsh and I was like, Hey Nikki, um, do you want to do 75 hard with me? I'm going to start tomorrow to prepare for surgery. If I start tomorrow, it will put me to like right before literally the day before my surgery, I'll be finished. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to commit. Like I quit the last time and I wasn't even doing it fully. Like I wasn't doing all the water and I'm just really nervous. And, um, I'm like, we'll just think about it and I'll text you in the morning. And if you're in, you're in. And if you're not, it's cool. So I texted her in the morning and I was like, you in? And she's like, I'm in. And so her and I started that day. And then two days later, my roommate like finally was able to get the water down. She tried to start the water. The water's tough. It takes like a good three weeks for your bladder to adjust. Um, as a, with a neurogenic bladder, like for your bladder to adjust to drinking a gallon of water a day, it definitely takes three weeks. So let me back up. 75 hard is a mental grit 
development program. And the reason that I did it is because all I could think about is how I didn't want to die before going, like, I don't want to die in surgery. I don't want to die. And I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to go back under the knife. I'm not trying to, I just, I, I have a lot and I still have, I'd be lying if I said I don't have a lot of negative feelings around it. Um, but I just feel more mentally prepared to go in. So I'm currently on day 71. Um, so 75 Heart is a mental grit development program. Uh, you pick a diet and stick to it. So my diet is macro tracking with a goal of meeting or exceeding calories and meeting and exceeding protein. Um, so if I meet or exceed calories and protein, I'm good to go. I'm happy because I don't mind gaining weight. Like I need to put on more muscle always. So meeting or exceeding calories and protein within reason. Um, I never really go over like 100 to 150 on calories. I never really go over 10 on protein. Um, so that's the first thing I do. And then you drink a gallon of water. So pick a diet, stick to it, drink a gallon of water, take a progress picture every day, two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside regardless of weather. And then um, read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book every single day. No alcohol, no cheat meals, 75 day commitment. And it is, it's that second workout. You have to have three hours between the two and you're just like, damn. And if you like that first one, if the weather's nice in the morning, you will get that first one as soon as you can, because the weather could always change this summer. I, I honestly lost count of how many workouts I've done in the rain to where I've taken my shoes off post-workout and dumped the water out of my shoe. Um, cause it just filled up like it's intense, but it's like around day 50, day 60, where you really realize how many excuses you've made for yourself to sabotage your own success. And you realize how much you sabotage you. And it's, it's not intentional. It's just the way our mind is set up to keep us safe. And our mind doesn't want us to grow and develop and raise that bar in our life. And so there's two types of people, right? Like they finish the program and they're done. And they're like, I'm out. I did what I had to do. I'm good. And a lot of those are looking at it as a fitness program. It's or a fitness challenge. It's not a challenge. It's a program. And 75 hard is just the first part of it. You have phase one, phase two, and phase three after it. Now, my goal is to finish the whole live hard program. I've only made it to day six of phase three previously. So I'm on day 71 of 75 hard, my second go around. Um, when I get out of the hospital, I plan to start phase one knock that out. So you add 10 minutes of dedicated visualization, I believe three more powerless task items, and then a cold five minute shower every day, which the cold shower is clutch. It feels amazing. Cold shower in the morning, heat at night, key. We'll get on that on another episode too. Um, but 75 hard allows you to realize how much you get in the way and how much your excuses get in the way of your success and, and how much you self-sabotage that success. Um, we really underestimate what we're capable of. And I hate that it took me becoming a paraplegic to realize what I could do. And it took me becoming a functioning paraplegic. Like I made the choice to want to help people. I made the choice to get my coaching, uh, nutrition coaching certification and work on my personal training certification. Like I did these things as choices and these choices are what are going to allow me to continue to develop. And what 75 hard gives you is so much more than a good body. And I think that's what a lot of people focus on with the program, but it's that 
unwavering commitment to you, your goals, your mission, what you want. You're just committed 100%. And in, in, I think we never really take a moment and realize how rare that is for us to commit on that level to our success and our dreams and what, what our goals are in life. And that's what the program really gives you. It's not so much about the body. And so it wasn't really until I've been reflecting this last week where I'm like, damn, <laughs> damn. I have a broken ass spinal fusion <laughs> and I'm on day 71 of 75 hard. I've done what most non-disabled people wouldn't do with a broken spinal fusion, not an ideal health, I guess you could say. And I committed and I made that commitment and I'm fucking proud of me, man. I'm so proud of me and I feel unstoppable. I feel like I'm the only person that can make life happen for me. And if I don't put the effort in, if I don't actually try to do those things, then it's not going to happen. And so there's no, the one thing I really want to hit on with 75 hard, like a lot of people are like, well, what if I like do half the water or like, so my first time I called it 75 adapt and I cut the workouts to 30 minutes and I cut the water in half. Easy. It's fucking easy, man. No. No, like do the program as is. There is no wavering. There is no making it easier. There's no 75 medium, no 75 easy, no 75 adapt. That shit that doesn't exist. There's 75 hard. And if you want the true benefits that the program's gonna give it, give to you, do it as prescribed. Don't adapt it to make it work for your life because you've adapted everything to make it work for your life. That's why you're in the situation you're in. So if you don't change anything, nothing changes. It's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You're not going to get any other results if you don't change what the fuck you're doing. So if you're thinking about doing the program, commit to the whole fucking program. Don't adapt it to match your lifestyle. If I can do it, some crippled chick from North Carolina, you can do it. And not only did Nikki and Bree join me, but another friend, Leslie, joined us. Another friend, Lisa, joined us. There's five of us women in wheelchairs that are doing this program and seeing it fully through with life happening. Like one of them's in school. The other one runs a car dealership. You got one running a nonprofit and then the other one running a fitness business, me running a fitness business. Like we're still working. We're still doing these things and we have disabilities and we're still fucking crushing it. And so if you keep making excuses as to why you can't crush it, I'm going to challenge you to think outside the box, man. And like really question how much your dreams and your goals are worth to you. Are, you. are they worth that commitment? Are they worth getting uncomfortable? Are they worth you doing things that you're not going to want to fucking do, man? Like the amount of times I didn't want to get up and do the workout were more than the times I did. <laughs> the amount of times that like I didn't want to do the reading are more than the times I did. But I also gained so much by doing those things. And so even if you don't want to do it, do it because you're going to gain so much and it's going to turn into something so much bigger than what you think it can. And that's my, my big challenge to you is taking that risk and taking the jump into discomfort 
and it's gonna be very uncomfortable. And like, don't just make it to day three and quit. Like truly, you've gotta truly commit. That's the biggest thing. No one truly commits. They're like, oh, I want change, and then they'll commit for a week. And then like week two, three, it starts to get hard, and they're like, oh, I'm done, and quit. That's why you're in the same place you've always been in. If you're not willing to make an, an actual change in your life, you're gonna stay in the same stagnant place. And that's where I was. Like, I don't understand why life's so hard. I don't understand why I'm not where I want to be. I don't understand why I can't get my ass from the floor to my chair. And then I, like, took some self-reflection of, like, oh, it's because you stuff your face with cheesecake and bonbons and you eat five guys' cheeseburgers on a regular basis. And you stuff your face with french fries and you're not making an effort into your well-being or the betterment of your life or your strength and development. Oh, probably because all you do is bitch and complain and you don't take any action. Maybe if you got off Netflix and Hulu. And I'm talking about me. This is me, my first year of injury. Like, I ate like trash. I binge ate everything. I stayed in bed pretty much all day watching Netflix and Hulu. I hardly got out of bed um, unless it was to go to the bathroom, shower, or eat. And that's the thing. Like, I've been there, man. I've been where you guys are. And it just takes with, like, one choice every day. Like, making one choice to be better. So it started with me... Just making the choice to go to the gym a couple times a week. I went like two, three times a week. That was it in the beginning. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just eat a little better. And then the next thing I knew, it was like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll start tracking my nutrition. And then it was like, oh, maybe I'll like start meeting macros. And then it was like, oh, maybe I'll learn more about this. And then it was like, oh, maybe I'll teach others this. And now I'm a nutrition coach. And so it's like, that's the things you have to think about, you have to think about what it's gonna take to get to where you wanna be and then executing on that. The one thing I ask myself is like, what habits does the person I wanna be most like have? And it starts with the small things, how you do one things, how you do everything. My coach Sam tells me that all the time. He's like, how you do one things, how you do everything, Jesse. And I'm like, shut up, Sam, I know, you're right. And it's like, there's a lot I have to improve on. My, my shelf back here is an absolute disaster. My desk over here is an absolute disaster. Like, I am not a perfect person at all. I'm a human being just like y'all. And I think that's the most important thing is like, recognizing your faults, recognizing where you can improve, but then making that cognitive choice to act on those things. And if you aren't going to make the choice, then those things aren't going to change. And so, again, you have to ask yourself, like, do I, do I want to be here? Is this where I want to, is this where I see my life? Is this the life I want to be living? And if it's not, okay, what habits do I have to implement in my life to create the life that I want to live? What habits would somebody living the life I want to live be executing every single day? And when you ask yourself those hard questions and then start executing on those same things, you're going to get the result that you want. It's literally math. It's just like nutrition. You eat the proper macronutrients, you're going to lose the weight. You exceed your macronutrients, you're going to gain the weight. Like that's literally, it's all a numbers game. And so once you understand that, it makes it so much easier. You're like, all right, say less. I'll start stacking wins. And the more wins you stack, the stronger you get at stacking more wins. And that's really what 75 hard does is just literally day in, day out, you're stacking wins against you. And you're like, I got all these wins on me right now. Like you start to feel unstoppable and then you start to believe that you're unstoppable and then you start to actually achieve the unbelievable. And I think that's truly what the program gives you and the importance of it. I'm really like cutting it down because I'm going to go to the gym now. 
I just, this is something I had to like speak on today. I've been very emotional. Oh, I even went live on my Instagram and I'm like, social media is fake. You guys are a bunch of fucking puddles. <laughs> You're so shallow. <laughs> it's bad. The puddles things definitely breeze comment. She's like, everybody's just a bunch of puddles. And I'm like, I'm taking that. That is so good. Because <laughs> they are. People are so shallow, man. And there's like, I'm sorry, but there's so much more life than trying to find the next vow viral trend and dancing to it like we just put value into the wrong things and we're losing the losing our, our freedom in, in the world because of it and so that's why I think I, I want to scream to make people understand just how important it is that we we pay attention to what we're consuming both physically and mentally because it fucking matters but thanks for tuning in if you gained some value from this 20 minutes, please share it with a friend. Let them know that you gained some value. If you didn't, then ignore it. And until next time, have a good day.